0: And so, I think we may take a look at how how the student housing industry can or should embrace AI. It's not a panacea, but there are certainly some things that it could probably help.
1: Welcome to the Student Housing Insight Podcast, where we are putting you in touch with the people who bring student housing to life. I'm your host, Wesley Dees and I'm also the owner of Providential Student Housing. Providential Student Housing is a consulting firm serving the student housing industry. We help investors, developers, lenders with any due diligence needs they have when exploring a market or preparing for an acquisition. We also provide asset management services to a select group of clients. And last but not least, we also consult with companies who are looking to service the student housing industry with a product or a service to make sure that product or service is truly meeting the needs of the industry. So if you have any of those needs, please reach out to us at providentialstudenthousing.com. Well, guys, I'm recording this on March 6th, which means we are less than a month away from the largest student housing conference on the globe, and that is the annual Interface Student Housing Conference in Austin, Texas. This is the 15th year of the conference. Each year it gets bigger and better. And this year, the conference is April 3rd through 5th. And once again, it's going to be at the JW Marriott. Love the folks over at the JW. It's been a great venue for the past several years. And as tradition, because we've now done this for five years in a row, this episode is our sneak peek at what is on tap for this year's conference a couple weeks ago, I got to sit down with Rich Kelly of Student Housing Business Magazine, which is the sibling company of Interface Conference Group under the France Media umbrella. But we sat down to talk about the agenda and speakers and everything you can expect at this year's conference. So we'll get to that interview in just a moment. But quickly, I want to tell you about a couple of things we're doing at Student Housing Insight to help you get prepared for the conference and be able to make the most of it. Number one, we will be doing a luncheon and a live podcast on the first day of the conference before the first session even begins. We've done this in the past, and I've had a ton of fun doing it. This is one of the few times each year that all of the industry leaders can get together under one roof, and I like to take advantage of that, and take advantage of that, get folks together to discuss the status of the industry, and, and we just have a fun time doing that. So this year's podcast guests are going to include Dan Shope of Campus Life and Style, Jessica Dellis of UGO, Brian Schillingowski of Graystar, Jen Cassidy of Cardinal Group, Aaron Bailey of Dinnerstein Companies, and Brandon Smith of the Tailwind Group. And of course, you'll be able to hear that conversation a week or so after the event. But if you're going and you work for a management company or a development company, you are invited to join us. It's going to be a great time, so I hope you can make it. This will be taking place at the JW. It's going to be on the same floor as the registration table for the conference, and we're providing a a plated lunch. And If you've been to this conference before, you know that the JW never disappoints with their catering, so If you're going to be down there, I would love for you to be able to make it, but please email me ASAP as I think we've only got about 20 of those seats left, and this probably won't come out till the ninth or 10th, so make sure that, that you email me as quick as possible, and if we're out, I'll let you know. Number two, we are producing a series on our YouTube channel that is called Look Who's Going to Austin. So each episode of this series is highlighting a company or an individual who's going to be at the conference and looking to network, or maybe they're making an announcement about a new service or a product that they're going to be showcasing at interface. So be on the lookout for that. Of course, we'll be posting those videos to LinkedIn as well. So make sure you follow us at LinkedIn. Make sure you follow me at LinkedIn as well. Last but not least, I love meeting the listeners of this podcast. And if you and I have never met, I would love to meet with you at the conference and you know just chat about how this platform and the podcast can help you and your company. If there are topics that you want us to cover, be it in the podcast or on our monthly webinar, which is called Shop Talk, I'd love to get 15 minutes with you to discuss. So just email me at that same email address, and I'll send you a calendar link for us to schedule some time. All right, guys, here's that interview with Rich Kelly. Rich, welcome back to the podcast. Well, thank you for having me, Wes. It's good to be back. Well, this is, I don't know, was his fourth, fifth year we've done this in a, in a row? Yeah. It's just becoming routine now. It's like Thanksgiving.
0: It's it's one of my favorite days of the year, Wes, when I get to talk to you like this.
1: <laughs> well, hey, we are talking about the 15th annual interface. Does it feel like it's been 15 years for you?
0: Uh, depends on the day. Some, some days it feels like 10, some days it feels like
1: 20. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, and it's, by the way, have you guys ever done this outside of Austin? I don't think so. Uh,
0: actually, the very first year, the very first Interface Student Housing was held at the Union League in Philadelphia.
1: Oh, interesting. I yeah. didn't realize that.
0: Yeah. And then I'm trying to think of maybe one year. It might have been in Chicago early on. Gotcha. But otherwise, we've kind of bounced around a couple different places in Austin. But we found uh, we found a very nice home at the JW.
1: It's, yeah, I love the hotel. I, I love being in Austin. Uh, you know, last year there were some protests and stuff going on at the Capitol, which was um, unique to see. But there was, there's always stuff to do in, in, in Austin that makes the, not just the conference great, but being able to do things outside of the conference. And then, of course, we've got calculated up the other day. I think it was nine of the top 25 or in, te- of, of the top 25 managers are in Texas. And then, of course, several developers and and everybody else. So it's great to not only be able to meet with the folks that come to the conference, but it's easy to also, you know, if there's somebody that isn't going to the conference that someone needs to meet, it's great to be able to go over to their office or spend an extra day in Texas and and go find those, uh, those folks. So, yeah, I, I hope you guys never move it out of Austin.
0: It's a pretty good nexus point when you think about, The student housing industry. Texas certainly is a state, and if you had to drill down, I think Austin of the major cities would be the place. So yeah, there's you know there's a reason we're there.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, I wanted to jump into obviously the um, obviously talking about interface, but LeaseCon was fantastic this year. Thanks for bringing that to Charlotte. Any uh, you know now that you've been several weeks kind of removed from it any thoughts that you've had on on how that went
0: leasecon was a blast it was really a lot of fun it's it's a really fun event to program because you get to cover some really interesting topics go a little more in depth maybe because the the topic as a whole of leasing and marketing in turn is the sole focus, so it really worked out great. We enjoyed being in your home city of Charlotte. We very well may go back. We're talking to some of the hotels there now. But yeah, turnout was great. Everybody was in a good mood. I guess that certainly helped by the fact that the industry is doing so well from a losing yeah. and marketing perspective. But uh, it was a lot of fun, and I think it, it created a lot of nice uh, tailwinds for, for interface student housing too.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think you're exactly right with that. Let's talk about something that was announced at LeaseCon we also talked about on Shop Talk this month. You guys, along with University Furnishings and W Collective are actually doing a scholarship for basically an emerging woman leader within the industry. And uh, I don't know if you, if you want to talk about that a little bit, but I will definitely make sure that we put a link to that information in the, in the show notes.
0: So, W Collective now has been around for a couple of years. I think we hopefully played a small part in helping grow awareness and the growth of the organization two years ago when we had a panel right before the event started, right before our roundtables that first day, which was great. And then last year, we did a panel at around the similar time, right before the Mm -hmm. roundtables. And I must say, might be one of the only panels, if not the only panel in my career where I saw the audience stand up and give a standing ovation. Yeah. to the panelists. It was really moving. It was remarkable on a lot of different levels. And then we had the W Collective uh, with us again, at, at least Con, as you referenced. And then this year, the W Collective session will be during the main programming of the event, which I think is great and, okay. and very apropos. And the idea was to, uh, you know, driven by the folks at W Collective to to offer a kind of scholarship to attend the event. We were more than happy to oblige with that. You know, again, that organization has just already done a lot of great work. I see even more accomplishments and success in their future. And uh, we've enjoyed every minute we've had working with them and, and look forward to continuing to try to be the best partner we can for the W Collective and for everyone in the industry.
1: No. Yeah, exactly. I think it, it's great. It, it was great to see it last year. The, you know, the first year I, I felt like an outsider because I knew it was a women's thing. <laughs> it was I'm not a woman, so it just didn't make any sense. But I could uh, I could tell that there was a lot of energy in that room when I walked by it. And then of course last year, you know, I had some folks say, "Hey, you really got to come see this." And it was uh, yeah, same thing. I think it's the first first time I've seen a standing ovation at any industry conference. So that was fantastic to see and and love seeing the the growth of those individuals that, that have founded it because they're kind of the younger millennial generation. And um, it's great to see them stepping up and, and taking such a, a important role. So, and again, we'll put that, the, the scholarship is great. They've got airfare included, you know, hotel room. I mean, it's really all expenses paid for the most part. And it's a fantastic opportunity for, you know, somebody out there that wants to see. What I love about the Interface because from an operation standpoint, there's not a whole lot that certainly a veteran like myself is necessarily gonna, gonna learn again from an operation standpoint, but from a global industry, hey, this is this is what's really pushing and impacting what's happening from a business standpoint. It, it was interface that gave that perspective to me. And I think it's important that and I always tell everybody. It's at the site level that are thinking about moving into a regional and maybe eventually executive role, you've got to get there at least once, if not every couple of years, at least to, to try to make, you know, try to understand and get that perspective of what all's really pushing on our industry. And that's fantastic for it. So can't wait to find out who the lucky winner is.
0: Me too. Me too. And you know, it's funny you mentioned like the benefits of going to an event. I think this year, the industry finds itself in a pretty interesting kind of juxtaposition where leasing and rental rates and everything continue to be going great guns. Everyone's going to have, I think, a very robust opening next fall in terms of occupancy and rental rate. Or, you know, certainly, the, obviously, there's always some exception, certain markets, certain properties, but by and large, uh, industry is performing just so well. But the other side of the industry, investment, development, financing, is. Um, I don't want to say ground to a halt, but it it's very difficult right now because of the interest rate environment. What's going on in the macro economy seems to be up to anyone's debate. There seem to be some good signs, then you see some negative signs. But you know, the Fed just said looks like you know the rate hikes are going to continue. Hopefully, the percentage of the rate hike will be lower than what was initially feared. But you know, I, it's interesting. I, I you know the bid ask gap. How does it get closed? You know, when do we get pricing certainty? How does a developer feel comfortable moving forward? And more importantly, I guess, how do they find the financing to move forward. So, you know, these are going to be some of the interesting things that will be talked about at the event is when does the investment development finance side kind of get back to normal and on leasing and rental rates, you know, how long can this great news continue?
1: Yeah, that's on everybody's mind right now for sure. Well, hey, let's let's jump into what's on tap for this year. I know I've been getting the the emails for the Innovator Awards deadline that's coming up. And I know you got kind of an announcement there on a new category. And also, just for those that may not have been paying attention, there was a new submission process this year that uh, I think a lot of people, if they don't know, they'll certainly appreciate it. And hopefully that will they haven't applied for this year. Maybe they'll pay a little bit more attention to <laughs> for next year. But yeah, why don't you tell us a little bit about that?
0: We tried to streamline the entry process a little bit. Used to be we requiring, you know, PDFs to explain this to that. We tried to make it more of a narrative. I hope people paid attention this year. By the time I think this conversation airs, our deadline will have closed because it's on the fifteenth. But Pay attention for next year. We're trying to make it simpler for everybody out there. And yes, we did add one new uh, category this year. I thought this would be kind of a fun category to add and its best property name. So we certainly see some interesting ones out there in the industry and uh, we encourage everyone to, you know, give us their best shot with their best project name.
1: Yeah. Talk about the evolution of an industry. And, you know, (laughs) when I got started, everything was called Campus Edge, University Commons. And, you know, that was there was no real original <laughs> and and now it's kind of one of those things it's like you know what's more innovative the new church name you know <laughs> that's come up or the new student housing property that's coming up so uh, that's fantastic I, I can't wait to see I I bet you there's going to be people that are just they're going to come up with something that they know they're going to submit for the Innovator Award, and they'll name it solely because of that. <laughs>
0: it's, it's the power of the innovators, Wes. It has, it has <laughs> immense sway out there. Now I'm just kidding. Okay. But I, I am intrigued to see what the creative folks in the student housing space come up with in terms of some uh, submittals for us.
1: Well, fantastic. And is that is that going to be, is that awarded to the ownership group, the management group, the design group? architecture group? it would cool? probably
0: go to, I guess, the ownership group. Sometimes it's submitted by the management group, but usually we would defer to have it be to the ownership group.
1: Yeah. I know some of the marketing firms like the Agency 53s and Poetics, I know they, they kind of go through a process of, as they're working with a client of understanding their market, they give out some suggestions on names so it'll be interesting to see how those groups (laughs) will adjust to that too well hey let's let's talk about the event itself it's three days we've got it in april back in april this year last year it was in may and so i think everybody is uh happy to to get to austin a little bit earlier before the heat really turns up but yeah give us the outline of the of the three days
0: yeah, so we're back uh, Back to being the same week as the Masters. We've gotten away from that for a couple of years, but now we're back. But fortunately, we're the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So we won't conflict with anyone who's heading to Augusta in the latter part of the week. But yes, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday this year, not necessarily always our preferred timing. But, you know, we are at the mercy of the hotel. So I can tell you we have a ton of rooms booked on the Sunday night. So I think a lot of people are pulling into town Sunday afternoon, certainly Sunday evening, probably doing something Sunday night. And also ready to be on the ground to do meetings and and whatnot on Monday. So Monday afternoon, we will have our roundtables opening cocktail reception, full day Tuesday, half day Wednesday. As we do every year, we save some of our best sessions for Wednesday. So really encourage people, you know, don't plan on leaving until if you're driving, 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock. And if you're flying, book a 1 o'clock or 2 o'clock or 3 o'clock flight so you can partake of the sessions and the speakers on Wednesday morning. Our early bird attendance rate just ended two days ago. We are tracking pretty much right on with our attendance last year. Last year's attendance was our highest ever. So that's a very positive sign from an attendance standpoint. The hotel room block at the JW, for better or for worse, is now sold out. It's great if you have a room. It's not great if you don't have a room. But (laughs) we do have a room block at the Hyatt Place, which is literally next door. Nice hotel. So that's available, and we have a good number of rooms under that block. So we should be able to accommodate most folks there. Overall, we're going to try to introduce a few new elements. Uh, we can talk about that, but I think the main cores are, are always, you know, what's going on from investment development and finance, and what's going on in leasing management and operations, and plenty of interesting conversational fodder on both fronts.
1: Yeah, one thing that we just got finished with the February shop talk yesterday, and. Uh, Casey Schaefer from CBRE was there and he just come out of the NMHC annual conference or whatever that was in Vegas last week. And one of the things we talked about on the prelim call was with, and I'd love to get your insight on this too, because I know you guys obviously are doing a lot of things on the conventional side, but the, you know, the rate increases have kind of stalled out. There and then, of course, with student housing, it always takes us kind of another cycle to catch up to what's going on from a conventional standpoint. And so, I imagine that's going to be part of the discussion when we start talking about interest rates and rental rates. Any feedback on things you've heard from that standpoint?
0: Obviously, the rents for the next academic year are going to be very robust and a lot of growth. I know some firms were wondering, "Geez, you know, should we? Should we not?" push the absolute max, so we still have some room for the next year. These are all first world problems to have. So let's be happy that we're we're raising rents at all. We all have envisioned in some years it doesn't work like that. On the conventional side, yes, things have tapered down a little bit, but you know they're still doing just fine and they're still getting rental rate growth. And there have been, frankly, a, a ton of new units added in the national new development stock on the conventional side in twenty. 20- 22. I think it might've been the highest year ever, or certainly in a long, long time. So, you know, that's going to have an impact. That's going to mean that yeah. there's more availability and therefore maybe rents don't rise quite as much. But from the big picture standpoint, that's probably a good thing for society and,
1: and all around actually. Great. So first day, I'm assuming we're going to be doing the round tables that evening?
0: Yes. We'll have a, a whole wide variety of round tables. We will have a great opening cocktail reception. Then I'm sure everyone will go out and do some dinners and things like that. We'll come back on uh, on Tuesday morning with the power panel.
1: Great, and uh, I'm sure Peter Katz is going to be the moderator again. <laughs> have you got a Have you got a lineup that you can share yet on the uh, on who the power panel is going to be?
0: Yeah, it's still you know a little bit of a state of flux, but I think we'll have uh, we'll have Mr. Bayless up there. We will have uh, Mr. Wes Rogers present. Uh, very happy to have Rob Bronstein from the Scion Group back this year. Tim Bradley, Mark Lifshin, so. We've got a uh, we've got a great uh, great group put together. Well,
1: oh, great! Tell me about the rest of the rest of Tuesday. Anything special that we need to make sure we've got on our calendars?
0: Just uh, a lot of great panel discussions that we'll have. Obviously, we also have a hour during the day to visit with our exhibitors. Very pleased and happy to announce that our exhibit hall is once again sold out. So we have a lot of great vendors and service providers who offer every owner. And manager out there, a lot of great ways uh, to more efficiently and profitably run their business. So would encourage everyone to spend some time in the exhibit hall. And then of course, the Innovator Awards reception that night, which is always uh, a highlight of the event.
1: Yeah. I love going to that. I get back really quick to the exhibitors. The past couple of years, I don't know if it was because of COVID or, or exactly what it was, but you guys have you know started putting some of the exhibitors in the hallways between the two floors in which I really like that because I'm able to kind of more casual conversation of welcome by, meet with those folks. Is that something again that you're doing this year or is it all back in the exhibit hall?
0: Yeah. I mean, frankly, that's something that's driven by demand. We sell out the exhibit hall and we still have a number of firms that really would like to have some kind of face-to-face presence at the event. So we're able to have that down on the third floor and the third floor gets a lot of traction these days because I mean, we do use two rooms down there for our sessions. There are a lot of the private meeting rooms that are down there. So people are, are traversing between the third and the fourth floor quite a bit. So, yes, we will have those uh, those tabletop exhibits again. And I expect we'll be we'll have a full roster there.
1: Great, great. So there is still some room for that if, if folks want to.
0: There is, at least at least as of this uh, as of this taping. <laughs> oh, great.
1: Great. Um, yeah. If, if you're, if you're an exhibitor listening to this or a vendor listening to this, yeah, those are, like I said, I, I almost prefer that more so than the exhibitor hall just because it's, I can just, um, come out of a, you know, coming out of one of the panels and immediately meet, meet with someone as with the exhibitor hall, I'm really kind of focused in on who all I've got to meet on the way. And so that, I think it's a great opportunity for vendors. Speaking of vendors, let's talk about sponsors for a little bit. Any, I still want to go back and and talk about the last day, but anything with uh, sponsors this year that you want to pay special attention to?
0: Well, I would certainly, I'd like to thank all of the uh, great industry leading firms who are aligned with the event. We are uh, humbled that so many firms want to be part of our event and see the value of having their logos in our promotions and marketing and having their people at the event we have a great group of, I guess you'd call them new sponsors, people that haven't been involved in the event in the past. And certainly, you know, the overwhelming majority are firms that we, we feel very fortunate and thankful to be able to work with uh, most every year. So it's a who's who of the space, the leading companies in the space, and we're beyond appreciative of everybody's involvement and support.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I really like how they come together to make it even a better event. I know, like. You know, University Furnishings, there was, and I guess they're still doing that. They're providing a lot of the furniture in the networking area. and It seems like everybody comes together to, you know, really try to amp it up for this event. So, that's fantastic. So, let's go, let's talk about Wednesday. Typically, you see a lot of folks that are, you know, that have gone to some of the events the night before and, and they don't show up to stuff the next day. Hey, what are they going to be missing this year, Rich? If,
0: uh... They should. They should get to bed just maybe even 20 minutes earlier, and we'll start the program in 20 minutes later. How's that? So you've just made up 40 minutes. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah, we have, we'll probably have about 10 sessions on Wednesday morning spread out over, like, three groupings. And uh, they're really some of our – I think some of our most unique and interesting discussions that we have over the event. I it, it, it definitely would encourage folks. It's, it's worth getting up and being there. You'll learn a lot and meet some great people as well. So, uh, you know, go out and have some fun on Tuesday. I just don't have too much fun.
1: Yeah, I've always liked what's happening on that last day because it is, it's one of, it's the time when there's, you know, whatever kind of a new subject is or, you know, something that's may have, may have reemerged, you know, a discussion on international students or whatever. It's typically where you guys park that and it's, yeah, it's some really good information. I, I would say for the folks that are on the operations side, that is definitely the day you want to pay attention to.
0: We're going to do a panel this year kind of focused for the first time on like the resident experience, how one of the things that came up at LeaseCon and it just comes up in, in conversations is, all right, so owners and operators are really raising rents. That's great. But when you raise rents, you also raise expectations, both on the part of the student resident and also equally, if not more importantly, on the part of their parents. So yeah. how do you meet that level of higher expectation. Well, you got to have the best resident experience you can. And we hear a lot of talk about that in the industry. And I think everyone's very sincere about it. But I I think there are probably some firms that do it better than others. So we're going to have a panel on that and talk about how you really maximize your residence experience. Another new thing that's been obviously very much in the news the first six weeks here of 2023 is uh, AI, with the whole chat box and you're, you're reading stories about that in the mainstream press every day. And so I think we may take a look at how how the student housing industry can or should embrace AI. It's not a panacea, but there are certainly some things that it could probably help on many levels. Both, again, touching on that resident experience, but even on the investment and development worlds as well. You know how contracts are done, how brokers yeah. do their job. So a lot of interesting, uh, a lot of little interesting permutations to that.
1: I can't wait to jump in on and hear that conversation. Um, speaking of AI, have you done the self-portrait AI thing yet?
0: I haven't, but that's when I, that's going to be a family activity on Sunday night after the Super Bowl. No, <laughs> um, but uh, no, I, I think we, I think we, we all in society are going to be learning some new things about AI this year, and uh, it's going to be really interesting a year from now to see how it's become and more meshed or immeshed in society and day to day life.
1: Yeah, it's it's one of those things. Like it's exciting because for me, it's like oh, I'm finally going to get to see the, these kind of futuristic things come true, and then at the same time, it's like oh wow, <laughs> I'm really going to see these things come true, and how scary that could that could potentially be. But could
0: put um, us both out of a job, Wes. Who knows?
1: Hey, very well. I mean, yeah, seeing how some of these some of these programs put together just articles and news articles and and things like that. It's pretty amazing. I've been really impressed, but um, we'll see what kind of impact that has on the industry for sure. Uh, Anything else as far as uh, travel or anything that's concerned that we need to make sure that the folks know about?
0: Well, let's hope for good weather. I know our friends in the Austin area and all over Texas had a really tough week last week. Yeah, it was. Uh, that last week of January, first week of February? So let's hope for good weather. April is usually a very nice time down in Austin. So let's hope for some sunshine for those of us from northern climates who haven't seen too many warm temperatures and sunshine over the winter. Let's hope for some nice days down there and uh, and smooth travels for everybody. Hopefully, Southwest has all their their act back together after their problems at Christmas.
1: Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a very good point. <laughs> So, most important question: the dinner during the Innovator Awards. Are we going to see the the? I can't remember what you guys call it, but it's you know it's a Texas cuisine, and that's that's one of the main things I look forward to every year. So I just want to check in: is that is that on tap again for this year?
0: Well, we know that uh, the best way to create a happy attendee is is for a happy attendees to have a, a full stomach. So yes, we will be making sure we have your Tex Mex specialty whipped up and ready for you Wes
1: yeah yeah it's it's been fantastic and um yeah this is the great thing about the JW I mean they they really do it up everything tastes great a lot of times we go to these conferences and the food is is kind of subpar you're ready to get to a restaurant but with the stuff that you guys have done with the JW it's it's fantastic so well Rich I appreciate it anything else that we need to make the audience aware of Uh, I don't think so. Just
0: um, want everybody to know that we really hope that uh, we'll see everyone down April 3rd through the 5th in Austin. It's a great event. We appreciate everyone's involvement and support. And as you alluded to earlier, you know, events work best when everybody gets on board and, and we're fortunate to be in that situation. So very excited to see everybody. It should be a really fun and interesting three days.
1: Well, fantastic. Looking forward to seeing you there.
0: All right. Thanks again, Wes, for the opportunity to talk to you and to your audience.
1: Absolutely. Again, a big thanks to Rich and all the folks at France Media for supporting our industry and putting on these wonderful events. Not only are they doing the Interface Student Housing event each year, but they are also the producers, I guess is the best way (laughs) of describing it, for LeaseCon TurnCon, which we had this past December, um, had had a fantastic time with that here in the Charlotte area. All right. One other announcement before I go. If you have not attended one of our monthly webinars that we call SHOP Talk, and SHOP stands for Student Housing Operations, so you can imagine what we're talking about, go make sure that you register to receive the calendar invite. That's the monthly calendar invite that we send out to everybody that is registered so that you know they get the the link, it's a different link every month. So make sure that you go and register for that. You can do that by visiting shoptalk.info and scroll down to the button that says register for web meeting. And that will ensure that you get that monthly invite. Well, guys, that does it for me. Hope you guys have a fantastic day and I hope to see you in Austin. Take care, everyone.